Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. to church this morning to worship God, then you've already had a wonderful experience, haven't you? Amen. And if you came to church to hear a sermon... You've already heard about four or five. Every song has been a sermon. I'm not joking. I've rededicated my life three times already this morning. (laughs) I've stopped about three times and said, Lord, I love you. I I rededicate. I renew my faith. I I make a commitment to you. And uh, we're going to keep on doing that, aren't we? Well, I want to invite somebody to join me on the stage with Elizabeth Hughes. Would you come and stand with me here on stage? Elizabeth is a senior. She just graduated, and uh, I'm going to let you hold this. And so Friday night... You, and you're the class vice president, right? Yes. And, and you kind of closed out the service, didn't you? And so you, you made some comments, and then you prayed. And how many, how many students are in your class? Um, roughly about 343. 343. All right. That, that beats the 61 that was in my senior class. And so... Um, and. Uh, And then somebody told me they estimated about 5,000 people were there. I don't know. Did you hear some figures about that? Uh, I heard 5,000, but I I think it's the biggest graduation I've seen from Wakulla High School. Okay, I I believe that too. Somebody told me it took them an hour to get out of the parking lot. Well, anyway, I I want Elizabeth to share a few words with you here. But before she does, and you may not be aware of this, but we're going to play a little bit of what you said Friday, Friday night. This is a senior who grew up here in this church, uh, Christian mom and dad, Christian grandparents, Christian friends, and her life has been a, a wonderful testimony. But I want you to hear what she said before 5,000 people here in Wakulla County and the, the gentle, confident, bold way that she said. If we'll take the lights down, I want everybody to get very, very quiet because the audio won't be quite as good, but I think you'll be able to hear this, and you stay with me up here. All right. Now, I need to say a few special thank yous. And first and foremost is to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah! He deserves that. He really does. I want to say thank you to Jesus for never leaving or forsaking me and always guiding me in the right direction. Next up is my amazing parents and family for giving me unconditional love and always understanding that I can be sometimes difficult to deal with. We've all had the opportunity 
opportunity to make the Wakulla High School class of 2019 stand out above the rest by serving our community in times of need. And don't forget, we hosted those amazing and delicious senior surprises. I know this is not the end of the impact that we will make on others. On behalf of the class of 2019, I'd like to say thank you to everyone in the stands for encouraging us and not giving up on us, to our amazing teachers and administrators for leading the way for us. Before we all leave tonight and go our separate ways, I would like for us to all stand and join together in prayer. Lord Jesus, we praise your name tonight and we thank you for the many blessings that you have given to us. You are a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. We ask for wisdom and discernment as we move forward and that we will be able to give mercy and forgiveness to others. Keep us safe and protected in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I was blown away of the, how unashamed she was of her Lord Jesus Christ. And that in that crowd, with such loving confidence, she kept using the name Jesus. I want to ask you, why, why did you say Jesus rather than Lord or God? Or why did, you, why did you use the name Jesus? I know you thought about that. <laughs> I did think about that. Originally, I had God. I said, I want to thank God. But I thought, you know, I want to make it specific to the Christian faith because just about every religion out there has a God. And I wanted them to know that it was my God, the God who sent his son Jesus to die for me and to save me. And I wanted them to know that I'm unashamed of him and that I'm so thankful for everything that he's done for me in my life. Amen. 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 Wow, wow. I tell you, I, I was blown away. I mean, it was just breathtaking uh, to me when I, I heard that. And, uh, and do you know that when you use the name Christ, and he is the Lord Jesus Christ, but if you use Christ, if you use Lord, if you use Savior, I want you to know that the enemy can sometimes twist that. And uh, I, I, I asked somebody one time, do you believe that Jesus is the the Christ, and they said yes, but they said, I also believe you're the Christ. And so, but let me tell you what you can't mess up. There's no confusion. When you use the name Jesus, uh, I'm telling you, that cuts through the clutter. Isn't it uh, amazing, though, that in our society, where we think, are you with me? Where we think that we've been muzzled, and we can't stand up for our faith, and we can't be bold. We have a senior in this church who does that in front of perhaps the largest crowd we've ever had in Wakulla County, right there at that stadium. And you did that. And, and I can't help but believe you did a lot of praying about that and uh, asking the Lord to, to lead you and guide you. So what, what's, uh, what's ahead for you? I'm going to go to TCC, then transfer to Florida State. Uh, my end goal is to probably go to law school. So. <laughs> 
I like it. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I just want to uh, encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep letting your light shine, and you are a blessing. And you have, do, do you know, I, I, was, I was thinking, you have made us so proud of you. You have made us as Christians so proud of you. But the scripture that came to my mind immediately after hearing your speech was Jesus said this, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you confess me before men, then I'll confess you to my Father which is in heaven. I'm serious. When I heard that, I could see Jesus saying, Father, are you listening to Elizabeth Hughes? Are you hearing what she's saying? And the Father says, yes. Thank you so much. God bless you. You're an awesome young lady. You have some great days ahead for you. Wow. It's already been a great service, hasn't it? This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. We are to read it to be wise, we are to practice it to be safe, and we are to believe it to be holy. It contains light to direct us, food to support us, and comfort to cheer us. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's charter. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. We should read it prayerfully, frequently. We should read it fervently. It is given to us in life. It will be opened in judgment, and it will be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. This is the Word of God. We have the Word of God, don't we? That was spoken over me the day I was ordained many, many years ago. But I want to ask you a question today as we think about sermons in general. And that is, which do you think would be most important? What the Bible actually says or what somebody says about what the Bible says? Are you with me? So, the Word of God is powerful, mighty, strong, right? This is the Word of God. But I was thinking about something that called my attention. In the average sermon, mine included, what we have is we have about three to four to five minutes, if that much, of the reading of the Word And then we have about 25 minutes of what somebody has to say about the Word. Are you with me? Now, I love preaching, but really and truly, I don't think I can improve on the Word, do you? And and so 
So what crossed my mind was this. What if that were to be turned around? What if a sermon was like 75% Scripture and maybe 25% what we have to say about it? But just let the Scripture mean what it says and say what it means. Just put the Scripture out there. So what I want to do this morning, very briefly, and I'll tell you why it's brief, because I prepared an entire message for this morning, had already given the title, and about an hour and a half ago, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you're not going there, I've got something else I want you to do, I want you to share the word. And I get real nervous when that happens. And, but the Lord can shut you down, and that's what he did with me. And so the Lord just spoke to my heart with very few comments. I want you to share some scripture from God's word and let the scripture stand on its own. And also I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me at that time that if you will do this, I'll use the scripture and I'll touch and impact some hearts, some people who really need it. Not that, we, not that there's anybody here who doesn't need what the Word of God has to say. So let me just go ahead and get started, okay? I want you to listen up. Here's what the Bible says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, friends, I could spend an hour on that subject and bore you to tears. Or I can sum it up in about 30 seconds. You know what it says? It says there's a carnal, worldly way, and there's a spiritual, godly way, and one of them leads to death, and the other one leads to life, and you need to make a choice. That sums it up, doesn't it? The Word speaks for itself. Now, if you make the right choice, and, and, and Carolyn was right on, uh, if we decide to go our own way and do our own thing and, and live in a carnal direction, we cannot claim the promises of Scripture. But if you, as an individual, choose the spiritual ways of God, and you go after the Spirit, you go after the, what Christ has done for you, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, who 
shall separate us from the love of Christ. That's pretty good, isn't it? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, shall any of these things separate us from the love of Christ? No! In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh! You see, when you choose the Spirit, you can claim that. When you choose the Spirit, you can believe that. When you choose Christ... You can claim that for yourself. There's a, there's a carnal way and there's a spiritual way. And when you choose that spiritual way, oh, everything changes. By the way, all that's found in Romans, the 8th chapter. And, and uh, those of you who are chasing scriptures with me right now, just put your Bibles away. Do you understand that when the, when the scripture was written a long time ago and it showed up at churches, people didn't follow along. They listen to it. There's something about hearing it that makes all the difference in the world. And Paul, Paul understood. He understood the difference between choosing a carnal way and a spiritual way. And that's the reason he wrote that. And that's the reason in Philippians 4.13 he said, one of the most famous verses in all the world, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's what he said, isn't it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and, and so here we have in the Word of God these wonderful truths. There's a, there's a wrong way. There's a right way. If you choose the right way, uh, man, heaven just opens up and God starts moving in your life mightily. So how do you do it? How do you, how do you choose the right way? Well, the Bible gives some real simple invitations. Oh, I hope you'll just listen to this, because i got to tell you, preachers, myself included, we have a tendency to complicate it. But it's not real complicated. The Bible just presents these invitations to us. For instance, the last chapter of the last book in the Bible says this. This is an invitation now. The Spirit and the Bride say what? Come! The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The Bride is the church. That means that the Holy Spirit working through the people of God give an invitation. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. That's pretty simple. You see, when the church of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit gives you an invitation to come and you're thirsty and you come, you can take the water of life freely. There's another verse that gives that invitation. Uh, Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Oh, are you thirsty today? Are you dry? Do you need some encouragement? I, I'm, I, I think that this is primarily toward those who are outside the faith, but I don't think uh, 
that excludes those who are inside the faith. Oh, sometimes you drink and sometimes you need to go back and have another drink, don't you? You need that refreshment. You need the water of life. And, and you need, that's the reason we come to church. That's the reason we sing His praises. That's the reason we gather together to encourage one another in the faith. And, and so I just want to tell you, friends, if you're thirsty and dry, there is a place where you can find living water. And times of refreshing will come again. They will come from the presence of the Lord. And once you get there, once you do this, I, I've, I've been really meditating on this right lately. And, and if it seems like I'm just kind of wandering around right now, it's because I am. Because I've had a full hour and 15 minutes to prepare this message. Uh, but, but once you do this, once you make the choice, I'm not moving toward a carnal world. I'm moving toward the Spirit of God. Once you make the choice to drink that water and to repent of your sins and turn to Christ, then everything changes. And this is no exaggeration. You don't ever have to fear anything else in this life. Some of you walked in here today with fear in your heart, telling you you can lose that fear. This is what the Bible says. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. Oh, I love this part. Don't miss this. The heathens raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered His voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolation He has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear and sunder. You know it. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Oh, the, the Scriptures. Do you understand? I, I mean, again, I, I've preached sermons, lengthy sermons on this. But is it really necessary? That Scripture tells us, by the way, that's Psalm 46. That Scripture tells us if the world's falling apart around you, unraveling in the whole world, as the world would say, going to hell in a handbasket. It's okay. We've been singing about it today, haven't we? Oh, friends. Hey, I, I've, got, I've got one Scripture, just one Scripture I wanted to pull up, just so you could say you actually saw a Scripture today. <laughs> Psalm thirty-four, nineteen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Read the last part with me. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. There's a wrong way that leads to death. There's a right way that leads to life. 
And when you choose that right way, you get on God's side and God gets on your side and He begins to move in your life mightily. Now I want to tell you exactly what that verse means. Now I want you to listen up because this is exactly what that verse means. That verse means many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's exactly what that verse means. It won't all be smooth sailing. It won't all be easy street. It won't all be fruit basket turnover. But when you choose the Spirit, when you choose Christ, when you choose the right way, you're going to have many afflictions, but God will be with you. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.